to the Clan McKenzie podcast. in English, The Stag's Head, is not only a famous pipe tune, it is forever associated with that warrior clan of Wester Ross, the Mackenzies. Legend says a Mackenzie risked death to save a king's life when the latter was attacked by a stag. Another account says a stag's head was the first gift to the king from a clan ever loyal to the great monarchs of Scotland. Thus, Caberfee is also the clan's symbol of courage and fidelity, even unto death. Mackenzie clan country covers a huge area of the Highlands. Ross and Cromarty, parts of Invernessia and Sutherland, and extends across the Minch to the Hebridean island of Lewis. At the peak of power, when the war cry resounded through Corrie and Glen, Clan Kenneth could produce an army of nearly 3,000 fighting men. Clan Kenneth will come from the north, goes an old marching song, and woe betide those luckless foes when the frown of battle is on their brows. Because of their warlike nature, the sons of Kenneth were looked upon either as defenders of the north or as the scourge of the highlands, depending upon one's own loyalties. Certainly, with their temperament, it is not surprising the chief was to give his name to the Seaforth Highlanders, as fiery a regiment as ever fought for the Empire. In Gaelic or Gaelic, as we say in Scotland, Clown or clan means children, and so the clown Hunnich, the children of Kenneth, trace their beginnings from Gillion Ognaharde, young Gillian of the Aird. From this line came Cunnoch or Kenneth, first of the clan's rulers in Kintail, who flourished in this district of Westeros near the end of the 13th century. There is a tradition that a Mackenzie of Kintail once sheltered Robert the Bruce at majestic Elandonan Castle, an island fortress which looks seaforth from Loch Duich and was the original home of Mackenzie chiefs. Nearby are spectacular hills, the Five Sisters of Kintail and the high peak or Tudalhard, a name which became the clan's war cry. Kintail is the cradle land of Mackenzie's, and here, appropriately enough, is a cradle song, Home to Kintail. 
Through the centuries, this poignant little lullaby has been crooned for many a wee Mackenzie, or sung by exiled clansmen who dream of Wester Ross, Kintail and Gerlaw, and the hills of home. As reward for the loyalties to the crown, Mackenzie chiefs received lands by royal charter. In later years, they were to repay the royal house of Stuart in Mackenzie blood. For the clan's brave swordsmen supported the throne in many wars. They fell at Flodden, at Pinky. They defended Mary, Queen of Scots, in all her troubled reign. By the sword, they smashed the Macdonalds of Glengarry. Mackenzie boats crossed the raging Minch, where, by craft and cunning, the chiefs imposed their will on Lewis, subduing the Macleods, the Morrisons, and the Macaulays. Fierce warriors seldom have gentle natures, a fact which helps to explain this old Gaelic saying about Mackenzie's, Havi ginev me gusem Translated, it means Mackenzie's can never be gracious until they've had their porridge. Another proverb describes the wrath of Sir Roderick Mackenzie, known as the tutor of Kintail. There were only two things which Highlanders feared more, frost in May and fog in July. It was in 1609 that a Mackenzie chief was raised to the peerage as Lord Mackenzie of Kintail. His son, Conan, became Earl of Seaforth and erected a new castle in the east near Dingwall the castle of Bran. Bran is a name now associated with one of the most remarkable men in Scottish history, a Mackenzie from Uig in Lewis, a man who will always be known as the Bran Seer.
Conyahor Maconich, Salo Kenneth Mackenzie was a famed soothsayer whose prophecies looked centuries ahead. Today, few people would wish for the dubious talent of second sight, and yet there can be no doubt that Conyahor possessed this psychic gift to a frightening degree. From Conyahor, the third Earl of Seaforth was destined to learn of the future extinction of his line. While the Earl was away in Paris, his wife had doubts about his fidelity, and so she called upon the seer to use his gift of sight to tell her what her husband was doing. The seer's answer was too frank, and now in her rage, the Countess accused the brand seer of sorcery and sentenced him to death by burning. Before a terrified assembly of his kinsmen at Bran Castle, the seer gasped out his dying curse. The last earl of Seaforth would be a deaf mute and would see his four sons die before him. I see into the future, the Bran seer cried, and I see the doom of the race of my oppressor. The long line of Seaforth ere many generations have passed, will end in extinction and sorrow. I see a chief, the last of his house, both deaf and dumb. He will have four fair sons, all of whom he will follow to the grave. As a sign by which it may be known these things shall come to pass, there shall be four great lairds in the time of the last Seaforth. Gerloch, Chisholm, Grant, and Rasi. One shall be buck-toothed, one hair-lipped, another half-witted, and the last will stammer. All shall be allies of the last Seaforth. Thus spake the Brand Seer. And so it came to pass in the lifetime of the fifth and last Earl of Seaforth, Mackenzie of Gerloch, Chisholm, Grant, and MacLeod of Rossi all bore the disabilities mentioned. And although born in perfect health, the Earl himself took scarlet fever at the age of twelve and was thereafter deaf and dumb. His four sons passed away before him and Seaforth died a broken man. Although the Mackenzie story is touched by strange and terrible events, there is ample consolation in the mighty deeds of the clan's own regiment, the Seaforth Highlanders. In the long history, they have won more Victoria Crosses than any other Highland regiment, which is high praise indeed, considering the Highlanders have long been the elite of our fighting men. Clown Honig fought against Cromwell and rose for the Stuarts in 1715 when they were decimated at Sheriff Muir. Thirty years later, when Prince Charles Edward Stuart's arrival set the heather afire, the clan was still so shattered by Sheriff Muir, the Western Mackenzies could ill afford to offer aid. And yet others rose for Prince Charles under the Earl of Cromarty and Mackenzie of Torridon. While the carnage of Dark Culloden is forever past, Mackenzies recall their loyalty to the Stuarts in stirring rhythmical songs like Hit You Now the Earl, a traditional tune, it tells quite fittingly of loyalty and kings.
Many of the Mackenzie lands have now been sold to outsiders and clansmen have emigrated to all parts of the world, including Canada, where the Mackenzie River bears the name of a distinguished pioneer. Wherever clansmen gather, their bonds are centuries old, forged in courage and loyalty. Their veins are laced with the blood of heroes. Lewis remains a Mackenzie stronghold, and from this island of Heather comes a song as gay as a Highland wedding. Perhaps you'll know a tune which is very similar, for a like melody has become a popular Scottish song. But here is the original, as sung in clan country in the proud native language of Mackenzie's of old. Mackenzie Podcast is produced by Jared Smart.